Today's episode is episode 157, and today's episode is called Quiet. Today I'm going to talk about being quiet, because chances are if you've been listening to this podcast over the last few years, or if you're just new to this podcast, there's a good chance that you are naturally a quieter type of person, and you're somebody who likes thinking about things, who likes exploring the inner world, and who wants to find their way in the world, who wants to find their place in the world to be comfortable in that, in how you naturally are. I'm just going to talk about how my perspective on being quiet has shifted over time, because I've always been like that, and I've gone through periods of time where I've I felt like I've tried to become somebody I, I wasn't, uh, more unconsciously more so than anything. Even with the personal development space, I found when I got into personal development, how many years back, five, five or six years back, I felt like a lot of it was focused on the extrovert. So it would be things like being gregarious, being charismatic, being likable. So I'm reading a book at the moment called Quiet uh, by Susan Cain. And the first chapter is about the extrovert ideal. And it talks about this, ties it to Dale Carnegie, his book, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think that's his book. And that was very much the feeling I got when I got into personal development was it was focused a lot on the extrovert and being likable to other people, being good with words. And for me, that 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 helped to an extent, like the the book there, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Actually, it's How to Win Friends and Influence People. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is a different book. I think it's, let me just check that quickly. I think it's Stephen Covey, is it? Seven Habits of Highly Effective. Yeah, Stephen Covey, yeah. So it was How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie book. Biggest lesson I learned from that book, wasn't aware of it at the time, sounds very simple now, is to use people's name in conversation when you know somebody's name, to use their name. It's a show of, uh, I guess, show of respect and show that you know who they are. Just, But don't use that as a technique because you can feel that too when people are using that as a technique. It doesn't feel natural. I found it useful to keep that in mind more in, more in a natural way when I think of somebody's name to actually use it rather than not using it. That's all I kind of did with that. So naturally, I feel like my nature is to be quiet. I don't talk a lot. I don't talk for the sake of it. You never know it from me doing podcast interview or doing, having a podcast and stuff. That that's, that's actually my nature. But that's possibly the outlet then I get from, I get it's kind of like a pressure cooker. That's what kind of what I felt in my life when I didn't really understand my quiet nature. And I felt like people were telling me who I was because I wasn't talking a lot. I felt that it can be a kind of a pressure cooker situation where you get really frustrated and annoyed about that because you don't really understand your own nature first. And then you're also getting labels like shy and stuff put on you that you feel are a limit to your potential in life because again it's coming from the society that seems to value the extrovert more than the introvert the people who are extroverted who can talk the talk and not necessarily walk the walk seem to get ahead in life a lot quicker than the the more introverted person who doesn't say a lot but actually does stuff in the background who keeps themselves and actually knows stuff so that's what i guess that's there's two things here is I feel like you're kind of a pressure cooker. You need to release these kind of thoughts when you're kind of observing the world and you're annoyed with the way things are. 
I feel personally I need to have a creative outlet to get things off my chest and to think things through. And the second thing is to serve. So I know that by me talking and thinking about this stuff, sharing my perspectives on life, it can help somebody who's on a similar path to me, who could be still in this phase of judging themselves for being quiet or believing that they're shy when they're not shy. A simple distinction I've made for myself, I don't feel like I'm shy today. I feel like in the past I was shy when I was around the wrong people, engaging in the wrong conversations. I felt shy because I didn't really know how to engage with it a lot of the time. I wasn't really interested in what was being said. And it was a nervousness, a nervousness of saying the wrong thing. That's where my shyness would have manifested when I was younger. I don't find myself like that so much now. And when I do feel like that, I don't necessarily judge myself so much for that anymore now. I don't really see myself as the issue. I don't see the other people as the issue either. I just kind of look at it from an environmental point of view. Is this a good fit for me environmentally, uh, <laughs> environmentally in the long term? Because when I'd be shy, it was generally a signal to me that I was in the wrong environment trying to be the wrong person. So for me, when I'm in crowds of people socializing, it doesn't naturally come to me to be the person, the life of the party, to be gregarious, to be really loud. And I always felt like that was a deficiency, that there was something wrong in me when I didn't understand my natural nature, when I didn't even try to understand my natural nature. So what was more important to me then was to appear like I was having a good time and to appear like I was enjoying things. That was actually more important to me than how I felt on the inside when I was doing that. Because whenever I try and be overly gregarious or overly chatty i never feel good inside but when i feel good inside though is when i'm engaging in a real conversation with somebody just a real conversation that i'm learning something about this person or they're telling me something that's going on for them and i'm listening and um, they're also doing the same thing for me i much prefer those situations so as i have become more comfortable with my quiet nature what i've noticed is substance substance to what you say i've noticed how important that is for me now that somebody who's speaking to me has substance to what they're saying which means they have life experience which means that they they know what they're talking about because they're sharing their life experiences they're not just talking for the sake of it they're not just giving opinions all the time i appreciate that a lot more now and i've got to that because i've embraced more my quiet nature and it's more evident to me now when people are just mouthpieces or they're just spouting rhetoric or they're, they're just talking, 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 but they never actually do things. And that's actually, I feel, quite common. So I'm starting to value what's rare, which is the quieter person with substance to them. And I'm starting to, to not so much be pulled in by what's common, which is people who talk a lot but talk about nothing ever there's, there's no real substance to what they're, they're doing something as simple as you could be in a friend circle and most of the stuff is gossip it's just talking about other people that could account for 70 80 90 percent of what's being talked about and in my life i've had experiences like that i realized there was looking back at it, the contrast now i realized there was no actual substance to that at all there was no real real conversations there i wasn't getting to know the people i was talking to all we were doing was just talking about other people. Such a, such a waste of time when 
that takes up most of the conversation. So the, so the substance part, this is the thing. When you value more the substance, what you're saying, rather than saying a bunch of words all the time, you fo start focusing over time more and more on doing things and the action part of things. And you realize how much space the unnecessary talking was taking up. That's another thing of why, why I am more comfortable being quiet nowadays, because I link it in my mind with the fact that the more I embrace this nature, the more I feel like I'm not being fake. I'm trying to be somebody I'm not. And the other thing is that I'm having more conversations with people who are on a similar wavelength. Because that's my intention here is to find more people who are on a similar wavelength who want to just have some real conversations who would rather not talk a lot than to be talking rubbish all the time or talking stuff that isn't uh isn't useful and so when i talk there about rubbish it's not necessarily that i think i think it's good to, to talk to have fun that if you sometimes you have people in your life where you can just kind of talk nonsense sometimes and that's that's cool but the type of rubbish i'm talking about there is just gossip or it's it's just complaining about things over and over again there's a time and a place to, to vent things out i actually appreciate that when somebody is willing to get something off their chest but you do it in a way where you're getting it off your chest so you're, you're actually moving on from that you're not just in a negative thought loop over and over and over again and how 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 i feel that works is when you can vent something, get something off your chest to somebody who's just listening. So this is the, the thing with the quiet nature that I've grown to appreciate. And it's the exact opposite of the traditional, more extrovert ideal of personal development. How I found over time that I've become more comfortable in myself, which is equals confidence, you're becoming more self-confident, it's actually from becoming a better listener, more so than a better speaker. Because with the listening part, what I've grown to understand, I've grown to understand how similar people are and how, how, much we, how, how many problems we actually have in our life and how much of our problems are in our own mind as well. That's helped me an awful lot. And that comes more comfortable to me. And so the venting part there, when you're venting out to somebody who isn't trying to convince you of anything, who's just there to listen to you, and to help you to talk things out. Because when you're talking things out to somebody who's genuinely just listening, they don't really know what to say to you, but they're curious about like what's, what's on your mind and just created the space for you to vent something out. What happens is that oftentimes the person who's venting something out will start hearing what they're saying. So that, that, that'll be the first opportunity perhaps with somebody else that they can start hearing what they're actually saying. And that's powerful. I found that in my life when, you, when I speak something out put words to it, express it. Sometimes it'll click with me because it's no longer just internally inside me. It's, it's something I'm putting words to. And then sometimes I hear myself and it something just clicks, makes sense. And then once you see something makes sense, you move forward. So you're not in that continuous negative thought cycle, which I feel you can stay inside unconsciously if you don't put words to your situation and if you don't find somebody who actually listens. That's the other thing with people who just talk and talk and talk. There's so many stories inside their head about the way the world is that they're not somebody great to go to if you've got a genuine problem. 
because they'll try and jump to a solution even if they don't know what the solution is just for the sake of being seen to be not just story will be but being seen to be a person who can solve people's problems because that i think that's the other misconception i had when i started to get into personal development that i'd reach a stage where i could solve people's problems know exactly what their problems are i actually think it's the more i just focus on myself be more receptive to to seeing life in different ways and then just creating a space for other people where they can do similar things for themselves and just listening to people and asking curious questions then because oftentimes people will have solutions to what i'm going through they'll have a different perspective on what i'm going through or they might have problems i have similar problems that i've been through and that i, I kind of know that the process and the direction to be heading in so sometimes that's that's kind that's that's actually how i how i sometimes help people i have a general sense of the direction they need to move in but i don't know what their path is i just know what it feels like for me I know I'm making progress. I always have a sense of more grounding, feel more connected to myself, feel more at peace, more at ease. And when I go through difficult times, there's a sense of healing from it when I'm moving in the right direction. There's a sense that I'm facing what I'm confronted with. I'm accepting it, acknowledging it, healing from it. When I know I'm moving in the wrong direction is when I'm ignoring something when when i've got the feeling that i'm trying to be somebody i'm not and that will be linked to uh, an unpeaceful feeling i wouldn't feel at peace with myself so there are general types of feelings in there that i'd be on the lookout for whenever i'm moving in the wrong direction and that's that's the general process then i would see for somebody else so you don't need to be clear on the specifics you're just more clear on the general feeling to things the other thing with the quiet nature that I found very useful now is that I allow my mind to wander in. Let's just even look at the background of my, if you're watching on YouTube today, background, the imagery there, it's like of an expanded universe and in a very plain doorway. I think I'm blocking the doorway there at the moment there. But that's what I found from being quiet. There's more of a peacefulness to it. And then you're also okay with letting your mind wander. This has been my experience now. I'm okay with, with embracing some of the chaos, some of the madness, some of the craziness, just talking things out, not getting things perfect. That's, that's what the quietness has helped me with. Because with the quietness, there's a kind of an inner confidence there where you're not looking for validation from people anymore. I found what's very tricky and difficult is when you're trying to be very creative, letting your mind wander, and then you're trying to get feedback, a validation from other people. That's a very, very slippery slope. But I found that the more I just embrace being quiet, not necessarily looking for validation from anyone, it allows me to just allow my mind to wander more and create things and link things together. So a shift I want to see, a shift that we've been working on, I've been working on with Davey at the moment, is just in the imagery we're creating. I want it to be a bit more, a bit more out there, a bit more trippy. Just finding that balance there between order and chaos and the balance between the, the negative and positive emotions, trying to find out more on what we're doing. And that's, I enjoy doing that. I like doing that. And I, I feel like it's the quiet nature that helps me to do that more than anything. That's, that's a key component of it for me anyway. So that's what this episode has been about. 
it's been a natural part of me. Uh, I lost my way at times with the society that I grew up in. I felt like I needed to be more outgoing than I, I had to be. And it led me to just being in the wrong environments. It really led me to judging myself unnecessarily. It led me to astray from being creative because the last thing you want to do is be creative when you're not actually being yourself, when you're not embracing your quiet nature. If you're a quiet person, if you're not a quiet person, then embrace that other side of yourself. But you'll know because you'll know it doesn't feel like a pretense. So if you're quiet and more introverted, or if you're more outgoing and more extroverted, even that there, that's a simple, that's a simple distinction in my mind that I don't feel is actually true if you go a bit deeper on it. I feel I'm introverted. My nature is introverted, but I also feel that I'm outgoing with the right people. I've got no problem at all talking to people who I feel are interesting or that they're genuine and they want to talk to me. I have no problem with that. I can talk to somebody I've never met before and build a rapport quite easily. But what I struggle with, though, is the fakeness and pretense to being in a group. Uh, that I, it's not something that, that I have a natural ability towards. So, that, so I would say that you can be introverted there. You can be outgoing in your own way. But it's really finding your own way with this stuff. There's no black and white things here. There's just, like I said before, there's pointers to point you in where you're, you're, you currently are at. But that's it anyway. That's what I wanted to explore today. Uh, quite nature of things. Read that book. I'll put a link in the show notes. Quiet by Susan Cain. There's another book I'm reading called Quiet Leadership by Carlo Ancelotti. It's a good book. I'm enjoying reading it so far. A lot of wisdom and knowledge in there. And Carlo, again, is a person who's quite quiet, but he's done a lot of, he's won a lot of things in the football world. AC Milan, he won a lot of Champions Leagues. Real Madrid for a while with Chelsea. So he's got a lot of different experiences. He talks a bit about failure, the natural cycles with man, with his own managerial career. So there's food for thought in that book. Um, and that's it. That's what I want to talk about today. Thanks again for listening, and I will speak to you on the next episode.